Hello and welcome to Pokecast. My name is Mason. And my name is Brian. And we are here talking at you about some Pokemons. Pokemon. Brian, how you doing? I am fantastic. How was your Labor Day? My Labor Day was awesome. I went to California. Nice. Which was beautiful and very sunny. And then I got back into Nebraska and it was not beautiful and not sunny. In fact, it had rained for a couple of days. So Yeah, yeah it's been pretty crappy here. Yeah, that was, uh, was a rude, rude wake-up call. You know? That's gave me sure. some time to sit inside and look about some Pokemon. Well, that's exciting. But, Brian, you want to kick us off with some weekly questions? Yeah, let's do the question of the week. So this week, we're going to imagine ourselves in a world where Pokemon are real. And uh, maybe you grew up a little bit on the shadier side of life, uh, you know? Maybe maybe you got to rob a bank to make ends meet. Join a Team Rocket. Join a Team Rocket, you know? It's a, it's a cruel, cruel world. So, Mason, question is, if you were going to rob a bank, what Pokemon would you want as your accomplice? You know, if I really had to like, kind of nail it down without like looking at Pokedex entries, just based off what I know, I'd probably take a Hypno. Walk in there, they'd yeah. give me the money. Oh, Just hypnotize true. them. Very true. Throw them out there with some Confuse Ray mm-hmm. and be like, ah, yeah, these are not the Pokemon you are looking for. Mm-hmm. And then just walk into the bank. Tell them to give me the passcodes and just walk out of there scot-free after yeah. deleting the tapes. That's not bad at all. I think if I was going to rob a bank, I would want a ditto to come with me. Oh. And then just kind of, you know, put a couple of different doubles in there, really really confuse people as to what's happening, maybe how many maybe how many people I have with me. I, uh, I definitely get where you're going with the psychic thing, though. Now, my question is, would banks inherently have protections against that so would you would you have like some sort of alakazam reflect barrier on on your vaults that's an idea you know if that was the case you gotta go in there with just some brute force then Mm -hmm. i was gonna go in there i'd probably take like um a Conkledur. Yeah, yeah. You know, bring in some big fighting type Oh, yeah, just get Pokemons. some big, some big... Just bring the power to the house, bust through that Reflect, and just take everything. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. But if I was going to try and go in there clean, and I knew I could get that Reflect down, yeah, totally hip now. Yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably wait in there with a the Rhyperior, just... Oh, that'd be... Just let it, let it do a... I'm, I'm trying to think what, what a strength rollout... Maybe Earthquake, just blow that thing right apart. Fissure. Yeah, Fissure. Rock Ooh, Smash. Be, yeah. Yeah. Rock there's Smash a, the way right, in, right, into that, uh, right into that. Uh... But uh, let us know in the comments who you would use to rob a bank. Theoretically, because we don't live in Pokemon and we don't rob banks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, with the question out of the way, we're going to jump into some news for the week. Starting off with Pokemon Go, the Yokosuka Safari Zone event was a major success in Japan. It was. Every team had over 7 million tasks complete, which blew Niantic's 2.5 million out of the water. <laughs> so, Brian, what is the reward for that fine, fine job that people did in Japan? Yeah, so the reward for that is going to be a uh, 3x catch rate on your Stardusts. Uh, the, the 3k minimum Stardust rate bonus, so every time you complete a raid, even if it's a level 1, you'll still get... Three thousand. Cool. cool. Um, you've also got one hour star pieces, and then two times the hatch rate for Stardust. So this is a very Stardust heavy weekend. So you know if you're if you're thinking about leveling some stuff up, this would be 
this would be the time to do it. And Mason, what does when does this come into effect exactly? Actually, it came into effect this morning. It came into effect this morning. From what I had seen reports on both Reddit and Twitter, it has gone live as of this morning. I couldn't tell you what time or what time zone you're in, but uh, it definitely is live. It is rip-roaring, so when Moltres comes out this weekend, really just rack up as much as you can, because that's going to throw a lot of Stardust at it you. It is. It is. But... Also in Pokemon Go news, Shiny Growlithe has Whoa. been spotted. Brian. That's, that's some that's some nice looking stuff right there. I'm just, I, I'm just going to pull big... up a picture of it just to... Oh, absolutely. I see a huge smile on your face, Brian. Oh, yeah. I, know, I know you're ready for a Shiny Growlithe. I know it's only a, a twinge more yellow than just orange. A, just a twinge more just yellow. Just a twinge. Yep. But just being able to see that little shiny sparkle pop up would oh. make me beyond happy. And the uh, the shiny Entei is also in there Arcanine. as well. Arcanine. Oh, it's no, shiny no, no, Entei. No, a shiny Entei. Woo! Yeah, no, you've got, oh. so you got the shiny Arcanine, and you know it's just a little bit more yellow. Um, kind of, it like makes it makes it look just a little bit more devious, I think. I didn't you've got, know. You've got that shiny update for uh, Entei, and that is a that is a beautiful looking green crest on that Entei. I hadn't seen that pop up that that was live yet, but you know that doesn't surprise me given that it's the new field research. Mm-hmm. So very cool. And uh, last thing for Pokemon Go news, at least, is we're going to just remind all of our viewers and listeners that Moltres Day is on September 8th, and uh, that will run for probably the usual three hours. Yeah, three-hour window. Usually it's one to four, wherever. In central time, at least. But uh, yeah, so Pokemon Go news. Good week for all of us here. Uh, Really capitalize on all that Stardust. Mm -hmm. But uh, with that, let's, uh, let's jump into some Pokemon Let's Go news. So, Brian and I just watched, a tra- not a trailer, but some Pokemon Let's Go gameplay from a Japanese family. Uh, I didn't do any research into them, but they must so, be they must be a big name if they get to play Pokemon Let's Go before the release. Yeah, it was also very interesting. They had, you know, it was the three kids playing Pokemon Let's Go on the couch, and then they just had this Pikachu, giant stuff, not, not stuff, like a giant... Mask, mask, yeah, 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 of a Pikachu, and just like in the corner, just bobbing back and forth, and um, which makes me think it was it was definitely an official Niantic sponsored event yes. then, but like yes. man, a uh, game freak, game freak, game, game freak, freak. now yeah, but yes, shown th- those Pikachu's are apparently very popular in Japan. They yeah. have whole parades with them, and indeed, just squadrons of these Pikachu's. You know, I was actually at an an uh, I wasn't at an anime con this weekend, but I was. Um, going through downtown Sacramento and there was an anime con happening and I got to see a couple of life-size Pikachus just waddling oh, around awesome. and uh, like those those are dedicated people because it was 95 degrees outside. Oh, yeah. like, there's, they, there's a there's a video online there's a, a Pokemon sponsored event where they used to use inflatable ones instead of mm-hmm. the big whatever material to make for yeah, them solid like big fuzz, yeah. but there is a, an event where there's a bunch of them dancing and one of the Pikachus in the front started to deflate, and you just see like twenty dudes in black suits run out, grab this Pikachu because there's all these kids there. Yeah, they don't yeah, want to yeah. see a deflating Pikachu. Grab this Pikachu and just like start running with them, like they're trying yeah, to kidnap him. And it's awesome. I need to show you that yeah, video sometime. <laughs> but why are we talking about Pokemon Let's Go? Because they showed us Route Six, Route 6. right before Vermilion City, and we hadn't seen that in any of the trailers yet, mm-hmm. but. There was a list of Pokemon that we compiled that we saw them catch 
or interact with in Gen uh, in uh, Route Six. So, Brian, do you want to you want to run us through that list? Yeah. So this is this is very much due to Mason's meticulous effort over here. So we've got the uh, the Growlithe, which was kind of walking around right there, oh, and like, man, Growlithe, that I'm, is. I'm thrilled what for a, that. What a day to be alive. Because if you don't find Charmander before that, and you don't really want to take a ground type or learn ground type moves with your team. A Growlithe would be good at Lieutenant Surge's yeah. gen to deal with Magnemite, yeah, Magneton, Magneton, get rid of those steel types. Yeah, so we also saw a, a Jigglypuff. That um, thing was a monster which to was catch. was a monster to catch, apparently. Uh, a, we saw an Abra, uh, as well as a Pidgey and a Pidgeotto. Yep. We saw a Rattata, and then finally we saw a Psyduck. So, you know, your usual typical Pokemon in that route other than Growlithe. Um, and, you know, it, it looked like... It was very cool to see somebody playing the game as uh, in real time uh, because you you can kind of see a little bit more of the get more of a feel for the catch mechanic and it did look really really pretty. Yeah, it does look really pretty. I I still am trying. To, I would love to get hands on with it because I don't know how that gyro is gonna feel. Yeah. Because you could see all of them, that girl was using about the same amount of power for each yeah, throw. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know if more or less is really going to do it. And I want to see yeah. how good the gyro yeah, feels. Yeah, and it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't seem like it was as responsive as like what, you, what we have on with Pokemon Go on yeah. our screen. Like she was, she was hitting greats and excellence every time. Um, and it didn't seem like she was putting that much effort into it. Like it didn't, she it, it was straight on throws the entire time. Yeah, so, so I, I, don't, I don't know how how good that mechanic is going to be, yeah. but I'm excited to see it. And I'm excited to see curveballs and really mm-hmm. everything go into effect because once people get really good at this, watching speedruns of people go two-handed, oh, yeah. playing by themselves is going to just be crazy. Absolutely. Like, if any of you see one of those speedruns come out when the game comes out, please let us know in the comments or email us at nuzlockbros at gmail.com because I need to see this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose it. But also on Route 6... Actually, not Route 6. Um, the route between Vermilion and where you find Snorlax, uh, if you're headed towards Lavender Town. I think mm-hmm. that's Route 7. Could be. Uh, over by Diglett Cave. Diglett. That one. But uh, there's a new gambler design. Mm-hmm. So the, the old man gambler, you know, the bald with the beard, yep. still there. But they gave him some new, like, swanky-looking mm-hmm. clothes, like, kind of striped. I don't know if it was, like, a kimono or if it was, like, a kind of a tattered suit or whatever mm-hmm. it was. But... It's not the typical, like, blue robe type thing he was wearing, oh, yeah. so they, they kind of upgraded it. Yeah, a little them. bit classier. You know, not really huge news, but I appreciated it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I appreciate the attention to detail. I do, too. I At do the too. end of the day, detail is what makes makes games really enjoyable to go through, especially when you're kind of nostalgic fans like we are. Exactly. But uh, last item that we have for Pokemon Let's Go is we saw an item on Route 6 that typically either was hidden or not there mm-hmm. because where it was located is where that berry is up by uh, where the where the person will stop you if you're trying to go into uh oh is that saffron yeah that is saffron, saffron city yeah if you're trying to go into saffron right there on the left side of the gate is an item ball i couldn't read what it was because i don't know japanese mm-hmm. and no one translated it i assume that it's probably either a berry like usual or it's a Pokeball, but mm-hmm. I don't know if hidden items are going to be in the game now. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd also be interested because I feel like there's going to be a lot more Pokeballs laying around. Just because the, the mechanic of the game relies on you having enough Pokeballs. Yeah. I mean, you, we saw in the, the couple minutes of watching the girl play, I mean, she threw probably 
six or seven Pokeballs and only got two Pokemon. Yeah. So I think I do think it's going to be a big a big portion of the game to be able to get Pokeballs around, and maybe I'll have to buy them. Yeah. I'm hoping that the Versus Seeker is still in Vermilion mm-hmm. when you go into the Pokemon Center because. I miss the Versus Seeker. I do, I do too. It was such a great implementation. I would implementation. much rather have the uh, Versus Seeker than the, than the XP shares the way oh, we have them now. Absolutely. Because I'd much rather go back and grind for it and earn it myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I see that it's probably both ways in this game, and I'm sure they'll find a way to balance that. Yeah. Because the original Versus Seeker didn't take that many steps to actually refill. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll up the steps so you actually have to walk around more and interact more and kind yeah. of d- deter you from that and doing actual, like, catch Pokemon, because that's, that's really what Pokemon was all about, was mm-hmm. just go out, catch them all. Catch them all. Catch them all. But that ends news for the week, so we still have some time left. So last mm-hmm. week, we went over first gen, and our thoughts on first gen. Mm-hmm. So naturally, we're going to move on to second gen. Second so gen. gold, silver, crystal. Brian, who did you start with? Which game did you have first? That's two questions. I know. Pick one. Oh yeah, go no. So I've got. I'm thinking. I'm thinking back here, and so I had Pokemon Silver to start out with. I also had Silver. Mm-hmm. Best for. I mean Lugia. What do you? Lugia. Like, how do you turn that down? They made a movie about. I it. know. It's not, I was never gonna pick anything but Pokemon Silver. And again, you and I are water type people. Exactly. So that. So obviously, I started with Totodile. Oh goodness, I love Totodile. Learning Ice Fang just. Just what a, what, a, what a beast! And also, I also I love for alligator. I mean, I, I most of the second, all all of the second gen starters, I think are pretty cool. There's yeah. an argument to be made that Meganium's really not not all that cracked up. It looks cool, but it does look that. cool. It's and, a dinosaur. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a big dinosaur, big grass dinosaur. So fun note about for alligator. The reason why there is no O in its name is because they didn't have enough character spaces. Oh, on they didn't. Pokemon names. That's why there's Frallagator. no O in for alligator. Oh. I did not know that. That's yeah. Very, yeah, though, back when that was a big constraint. Yeah, I love that. That's fascinating. Um, yeah, and I was, I think Pokemon Silver was the, the game I got really into. I mean, I, I played I played uh, Pokemon uh, Blue version mm-hmm. uh, a decent amount, but, like, I was still a little younger, and I didn't quite understand what was happening, but I got really into Pokemon Silver. I, I probably yep. played that more than a few times, and I was able to actually understand like what it meant to build a team and yep. why that was important to have different types. Well, and we were, we were starting to get old enough. Yeah, that exactly. I remember I, I had a friend who I would go... Uh, his mom worked later in the day, so she drove us to school in the morning. And nice. so I would get dropped off at his house at like probably 6.30, mm-hmm. and we would play Pokemon until we got to go to school. Nice. And that was... Just what it we we had the link cables. It was just such a goodness time it, in my life. It was a face to face like yeah exactly. We just sat on the trade. sat on his bed and played Pokemon. Yeah, I what I really loved about Gen two was the dark type designs. Mm. Even before I knew that you know weak to fighting, some of them were weak to water like Houndoom or Houndoom, but. Mm-hmm. Dark types, I loved their design. Oh yeah, I loved the fact that they added Karen to the Elite Four with mm-hmm. her dark types like. Dark types kind of changed my perception on how cool the designs could look because there's a lot of good looking ones in Gen One. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of kind of garbage looking oh, ones yeah. too. And you threw in stuff like Houndoom and Murkrow mm-hmm. and Umbreon. Oh my goodness, Umbreon! Umbreon, what a beast! What a beast! Tyranitar. Oh yeah. So there was a lot of good design changes that they did in Gen Two, mm-hmm. and I, I knew that right away because. 
before I'd even gotten the game, I had the crystal guide walkthrough, oh, and yeah. I read that thing religiously because oh, yeah. I was like, I it's want like a this. textbook. Yeah. I want this so bad. And when I finally started, I knew exactly what to do, even though I still got kicked by my rival, which mm-hmm. we should talk about. Should. How did you feel about the rival in Gen 2? Giovanni's son. Giovanni's Silver. son. The, uh... The prodigal son. Yeah, he was kind of a, was kind of a dickwad, wasn't he? He really was a dickwad. Yeah. He just... He was the first one that was like, Pokemon are tools, and I'm going to treat oh, him yeah, that Oh, yeah, exactly. Because Gary was an asshole. Yeah, but he was... Like, but he was only to trainer, you. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had caught every type. Yeah, exactly. Two times. Yeah, no, he's a good trainer. Yeah, no, that was that was the that was the first in the Pokemon or Tools argument. And yeah. it's uh it was I mean, yeah, it was he was a fun he was a fun rival to, to face because you could very easily hate him. Oh yeah, it was worth just destroying his team every time. Mm-hmm. But he would also show up at much more random times than I think Gary did in the oh, first yeah. gen. He was walking out of wherever Bugsy's gen was in that town. Walking out, going into the forest, he just pops up. Oh, yeah. And half the time, you're just like, oh, God. Oh, no. I'm I might not, not ready for this. I'm not yeah. ready for this. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes I still forget he does that because mm-hmm. I didn't play Gen 2 religiously. And there was one time after I had beaten Bugsy's gym, I was just like, all right, I'm going to go get the cut thing done and then I'll go back and heal. Yeah. So half to low health or no health Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Walk in, I'm like, oh, come and on. We back. <laughs> but with Totodile, by then Croconaw, you should have bite, so you get you at least take out that ghastly right away. Yeah, exactly. If you were trying to take on Bugsy, you probably have something that can counter grass. Mm-hmm. So if you had Totodile, that Chikorita shouldn't be an issue. But I mean, still the rival, he showed up more often. Yeah, I feel, he did. Than, than Gary, and I appreciate I, that. I appreciate that too, and that's that really what I what I liked about Gen Two, and why I think I'll always go down saying that Gen Two is the best Gen, um, just because of what it did. Um, but it's it's a lot harder of a game, yeah. And you you really have to work for it in Gen two, which is uh, I mean, and I mean the Pokemon as a as a difficulty level is 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 not like compared to most to some other games. Like I mean, you can look at yep. Dark Souls as like a ten on the difficulty scale, yes. and Pokemon is like probably like a two or a three. Yeah. But that being said, Pokemon Silver, you really had to work for it and think about it. And especially, there was plenty of times where if you weren't prepared for it, you'd get knocked out. Oh, yeah. Especially when you move into Kanto. Because mm-hmm. the jump in level is oh, actually yeah, more than crazy. you suspect. Yeah. And you walk in, you're like, oh, this, the, you know, I'm probably ready for the first gym when I get there. And, mm-hmm. and you're not. By yeah. any means. Yeah, you go you go very quickly from, uh, I mean, you, you've got the, the top level in in claire's dragon gym is level 40 and that that brings you right into brock with the level 45 onyx yeah and i think he's got a steelix at that point too doesn't he no 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 he doesn't have a steelix okay. maybe in soul silver ah, does, soul silver yeah which yeah, we this should... is this steelix is gen 4 how did you feel about gen 2 remakes the best remakes i think absolutely without it without a doubt without, i even if you disagree with this you have to look at it from our perspective because that came out on the ds after Diamond Pearl, mm-hmm. so that came out, and you're like, "What my childhood?" Yeah. And I, I remember when I was, uh, I just played Diamond and Pearl, and I was like, "You know what? I would love to play Soul or Silver and Gold." And I was looking for a Game Boy, and then I found, I like looked online, and I was like, "Wait a second, they're making remakes!" And it was one of the best feelings uh, ever. So good. And uh, yeah, and my my only. My only issue with those 
remakes was that I didn't feel like the wild Pokemon were leveled highly enough. No. And that was that, like, it was very hard to train. Yeah, if if you wanted to readjust your team later, you had to pay for it. Yep. And you had to grind and grind and grind. Oh, and grind. yeah, exactly. Especially some, since some of the better Pokemon come later in the game. Mm-hmm. Like trying to find a Larvitar. Oh, yeah. Getting just that thing. Brutal. Lo- oh. Dragonair, Dragonite. Just brutal. Yeah, getting those things to 55 was always a struggle. Because yeah. you'd already be through the Elite Four the first time mm-hmm. before you get to 55. Exactly. So, I don't know. That was that was always a weird thing for me, but I really did enjoy the remakes. Indeed. Very I did nostalgic. Too. And bringing back followers in that gen. So, yeah. Yeah, that was so nice. And it was in color when you were yes. when you were a kid, which was yep. just wonderful. Just wonderful things. Yeah, absolutely. Probably, like, easily, easily, like, one of the better sequels ever made for a game, I yes, think. Yes, I and agree you, you can definitely make an, an argument, and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it later on in our podcast, about, like, what's the best, what's the most nostalgic, what is the best Pokemon, but yeah. I think overall, as a, the best playing experience in the franchise, Gen 2. And I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll go to my grave with that one. And... Well, what's fun about Gen 2, the original Gen 2s, is that Kanto was going to look a whole lot different Mm -hmm. until one of the game designers actually found a way to compact their game down into a smaller size. Yeah. Because they were going to take out a couple of the towns. Really? I didn't know that. They were only going to have one or two buildings apiece Mm -hmm. in them. Like, they they were going to have to make this tiny until they found a way to compress all of the data. So, without... And I can't remember his name for the life of me. I see it on uh, Tumblr all the time. I should know this by now. But without that game designer, Gen 2 would look a whole, a lot, whole different. lot different. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, so, and even, um, I think I showed you a couple months ago, they did the uh, data dump for the first gold version prototype, mm. and they had all these different sprite sprites. Yeah. Like, Suicune and the three dogs looked so different. Oh, really? Because they just didn't have enough space to put onto it? Well, it wasn't the space. It was just, it was a proto version. Yeah. And I think once it got some testing, they were like, these look like blobs. Some yeah. of them look like blobs. Like, Elekid was pretty much just a round circle with a point. Yikes. <laughs> and they had to go through because baby Pokemon was a new, new mm, thing yeah, for them. Yeah, new concept, yeah. And, which is great because I think they added a lot to it. And mm. you get them early game and play with them, but. Just, yeah, if you haven't looked through the gold prototype sprites, look through them, because it's, it's very interesting to see how, how they came from that. Mm-hmm. But, um... Favorite gym in Gen 2. Favorite gym. Oh, goodness. If I had to say a favorite gym... Uh, I might need a second on that. You have one I think, ready? I think, well, it's always a toss-up for me. I mean, you uh, Goldenrod gym with Whitney is, like, oh. the, most, the most infamous gym, I think, of, of any Pokemon game. Yeah, easily that that mill tank that with attract, stomp, roll out, roll out oh, attract. No, just a and milk drink, like just a killer com- combination. That I, I think a lot. I I would be willing to get to bet that that killed a decent amount of teams oh, before yeah. people had to go back and grind for it. Oh and yeah, people just throwing nuzlocks. That that's throwing up a prayer. Oh yeah, it that is. You get through that. It really is. So, oh man! If so I... I think I think that that one is probably the most infamous. My my favorite one to play against was Morty, be, uh, because yeah. I I remember as a kid like he threw out the Gengar and I was so I You're... had no idea what to do with what's, myself. What's going like, on? I still wasn't hundred percent sure about dark typing and man, it was yeah. like that was a it was a it was a challenge to get through, but like very worth. I felt like I had really accomplished something when I got through Morty's gym. 
I enjoyed Claire's gym. Yeah. Not only for the puzzle aspect of it with having to use strength, mm-hmm. but at the end she wouldn't recognize you until you went back to the yep. back of Dragon's Cave yep. or whatever it was. I liked that yeah, about I liked Gen that a lot 2, too. Because Whitney starts crying, which I thought was really like yeah. sad. Oh yeah. But really neat feature that they implemented. They're like, no, go back. She just needs a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Claire's like, No, I don't recognize you. Lance wouldn't recognize you either. She's yep. such a Lance lover. Yeah, well, yeah. Get out of here, Claire. I mean Who isn't a Lance lover? That's though? true. Like, two Dragonites, man. He's, he's got two he's got three dragonites. dragonites in Gen two. Oh yeah, yeah. The second he's got time. Three through. Dragonites, an Aerodactyl, a Gyarados, and a Jesus. Charizard. Yeah, I got Oh, there's one glitch I remember this morning while I was thinking about this was um, if so in Gen two when you put Pokemon into box or switch boxes you had to save in between. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that feature is implemented. I'm sure there was some technical reason, but yeah. if you moved it from box to box and turned it off at the right time, it would clone your Pokemon. Oh, yeah. So you could run with a team of six Totodiles if you wanted to. I did to. not know that. Most people. Do I that. remember that in Gen three, and. Emerald, which I'll talk about, because that was a that was a, a thing I spammed constantly. But I never knew that was in Gen Two. <laughs> yeah, Gen Two did that. You could get a million Master Balls if you mm-hmm. wanted to, a whole team of evolutions, whatever you wanted to do wow. with it. That was that was some crazy stuff, and people I think abused the living hell out of that. Oh yeah, but great stuff out of Gen Two. Good Personally, stuff. honestly, doesn't get enough credit. I don't think. I don't think so either. And I know we're both kind of Gen One Three boys, but. Gen two needs to get some love. I think I think Gen two needs some love. I think Gen Gen three is the easiest when you're when you're in that mid twenties range because it's the easiest to think back on. Yeah. And, but I think Gen two and, and what it did for the for the game franchise is the most significant. Yeah. Well, I guess we're uh, we're running low on time here. So Brian, you got any final thoughts for the for the peoples? You know, I uh, I think just uh, enjoy Moltres weekend and yeah. Uh, if you're if you're interested in checking out one of our let's plays, we're uh, we're gonna go play that right after this. So so go check out the Nuzlocke Bros YouTube channel. Done right. Well, for this time, I'm Mason and I'm Brian. And check us out on Twitter at Nuzlocke Bros. Check out our other channels on SoundCloud. Our new website is live. Is live. NuzlockeBros.wordpress.com and podcasts are live on iTunes. Woo-hoo! Check us out. Thank you again. We were PokeCast. Bye-bye. Bye.